the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you are a, a parent of a child, preteen, well, God bless you. Because my guess is, like a lot of us who's had preteen children, lovely conversations, lots of fun, wonderful exchanges, vibrancy. And then your teenagers, especially boys, reach a certain age, and it's like somebody flicks a switch. And all information, all conversation, all, all that, the things that we used to thrive on, disappear, depart. And from my case, and I think most people's, seemingly it will never return. You're in a long, dark valley of what is going on in that boy's life or that girl's life. I wonder about that often. So Anna Mead Harris is with us. Anna Mead's a, a single mom of three almost grown sons. She's the Rooted Blog parent editor, the pre-ministerial scholars coordinator at Samford University, the author of Fresh Faith, Topical Devotions and Scripture-Based Prayers for College Students. She blogs at SoLove.com. Uh, wrote an article which struck to the heart of me, Why Is It So Hard to Get a Teen to Talk? Anna, that's the question for the ages, is it not? Welcome. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Anna, we want to talk about the uh, the conversation that you detailed for us online with your oldest son. Now, I, I need to start out by saying that this conversation, which ended up to be so good between you and him, actually happened in real time on Google Docs while you were sitting on the same couch. Is this true? It, it, that's exactly how we got going with it. Um, he and I were talking about this topic, and he was fumbling for words, and I was struggling with how to frame the questions, and just by sheer inspiration, we sat down and did it this way, and honestly, once we started talking this way, it probably took 20 minutes for the whole conversation to happen. So So, then let's talk about this. You wrote to your son this question, why is it so hard for parents to get their teens to talk to them? And then your son said what? Uh, did you talk to your parents when you were a kid? <laughs> was his immediate response. That's, and uh, very astute. To be honest, probably not. You know, mm. I don't necessarily remember it that way. Uh, and I was a girl, obviously. But I probably didn't talk to them as much as I want my sons to talk to me. Uh-huh. So, in fairness, I've probably misremembered that a little bit. Okay. Um, and then I think also... As with this conversation in, in real time, sometimes it's hard to know how to get started. How do you get to those things you really want to know? Um, because a lot of times you can't just dive in the deep end and get them to open up their hearts right away. And so I think it's important to kind of wade in. And um, I think what was helpful to me that Max said is, is starting with something like um, he used the example of Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Starting with something neutral that you know that they're interested in yeah. um, can really, it just takes the pressure off. And 
and then letting a lot of conversations sort of not go deeper. Um, you know, talk about the Green Bay Packers and end with the Green Bay Packers, you know, so that every conversation doesn't have to be a big, big, heavy, meaningful. Um, I think that if you have more of those sort of just Fluff. talking about what they're interested in, they are more likely to go deep sometimes. Right. Now, tell us the kinds of things that you wanted to talk to your son about. Like, what kinds of things did you want to know? Well, I wanted to know why he was in a bad mood or um, if he and his girlfriend were on the outs or if he was, you know, what he was thinking about college or how he felt about, you know, the football game he just played. Um, You know, I wanted to know what he was thinking and how he was feeling about the events that I could see externally but couldn't get to what was going on about those things internally. Right. Now, that's exactly it. When you're, when you're recounting that list, Anna, I'm thinking, yes, that's exactly what I want to know from my teenage sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is, how do you get there, right? Um, so in some ways, um, I, and I don't know if this was you, I, I, again, in general generalizations, I'm always kind of thinking, I'm on the outside looking in. And I would like to peel that back, but I get sort of like anxious because I don't know or disconcerted because I am on the outs Mm -hmm. or angry because I am on the outs. I'm sort of fighting my own emotions until I can even get in front of his emotions, which really doesn't prepare me to be in front of his emotions. I think that's a really good point. And for me, as a single mom, I was particularly worried that if I wasn't hearing what was going on inside them, then no one was. Um, and, uh, so my desire to connect sort of translated into anxiety and the more anxious I am with my kids, the less likely they are to talk to me. One friend gave me great advice years ago, keep it playful. And to the extent that you can't be anxious and playful at the same time. And, um, you know, you can't relax and be anxious at the same time. And for me, the, the verse in Philippians that says that uh, being confident of this, he who began a good work in you or in my child will complete it. Mm. And I would sit there and rehearse that in my head over and over again, sometimes with my kids, saying, God has my child. And that helps me relax, and then I can be playful, or I can have fun, or I cannot take it personally when they shut me down. Mm, that's good. Tell us what Mac says or how he responds when he walks in the door after school or after practice or whatever he's doing and you say hey how was your day <laughs> good <laughs> yes exactly good and then he plops his stuff down and disappears gets ice cream and goes to his room and that's that's it that's and it. you know i'm just can't wait to know how he feels about everything and i think um it's also important to know each child individually For example, my third child, he will come and sit right down and tell me a lot of things. And, um, you know, being available to listen is another thing to be conscious of. You know, I need to be sure that I can set aside a few minutes for him every time when he walks in the door because he's ready to talk. And so meeting each child individually where they are is another skill. And for Mac, I had to let him process for a while before he wanted to say anything to me. So, Anna, because you had success with this Google Docs conversation, I'm supposing that you're going to go back to this again. 
Well, honestly, it's funny you should say that. Uh, I've been working today on some other questions that uh, parents would like to know about their teens, and hopefully I can um, do this Google Docs thing again with him or one of my other boys and get some more answers for us from the other side. Now, Anna, that's interesting because I think that our first reaction is that technology is bad. And that's the thing that's getting in, in the way of our communication anyway. But you're saying, look, let's use the tools that are available to us. Oh, definitely, definitely. And honestly, with, I have two sons in college. Technology's been great because texting, I can just sort of tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, you know, yeah, and yeah. they can say hey back. And it doesn't have to be anything big and heavy. Um, but then they're more ready to talk mm-hmm. if I haven't you know, had to have a lot of long phone conversations. They are ready to talk when we do have a phone conversation. So those two boys are in college. Are they away at college or are they still close by? Oh, they're they're several states away. Now they're an hour apart from each other, but they're far from me. So then that process that you're going through with Mac, obviously you've had some sort of measure of that same uh, same pattern with your other two sons and Mac sees that and now all of a sudden you know next year whenever Mac leaves you're going to be an empty nester and trying to or wait no Mac's your oldest one right Mac is the oldest one but oh, yes. yes I will I will be an empty nester next um, year uh, in, two years, okay. in two years okay so your other two boys though you said your younger son is willing to talk all the time um, have have you I don't know how else to say it. Like, do you feel like you're getting better at this since Mac was your oldest and you kind of practice <laughs> on him? Are you better communicated with the other two kids? I I sure hope so. I'm so much more comfortable knowing that this this teenage uh, silence it dissipates over time, I hope and so. yeah. we have such a better connect. It was never bad. But it was just kind of distant, and um, it, it, we have such a better connection now, my college boys and I. Yeah. Um, ben has always been more forthcoming. That's his personality. That's my youngest. Hey, that's his personality, and I may be better at it, but I may just be enjoying a, uh, a more talkative child, too. Good. I mean, I know this is an age-old malady, right? But it still surprised me, and I still struggle with it not being a personal thing, because, like I said, when you first came and joined us, Anna, it, it felt as though someone flipped the switch, and my boy was gone. The boy that I loved, and I knew, that I talked to, and played with, and hung out, and we did all kind of fun things together. All of a sudden, that was gone, and I was like, what have I done? I mean, it's... So... I, I, at least having other conversations with other parents and thinking, okay, I'm not alone in this. This is not about me. This is not going to be a cataclysmic end of relationship forever. It's just right. a phase like everything else. And eventually we'll come back and establish new relationships as adults. I think they need to separate themselves. Sure. And then they come back and it's actually better if we can let them go a little bit. They, they're more, much more willing and eager to come back and be connected. Mm-hmm. If we have been comfortable letting them go. And the only way, like I said, I can get comfortable with that is knowing that God still has them. Well, I'll tell you, we just appreciate you sharing this. I just, I like the fact that you weren't writing an article and kind of preaching a sermon. You were actually just demonstrating how the conversation went. And kind of by the end, you guys can all draw your own crazy conclusions because you've got your own things with your own kids. I, I like that a lot. 
Well, thank you. Um, it was actually a lot of fun to sit there and do that with him. We enjoyed it. Outstanding. Anna Mead Harris, uh, she blogs, really a great blog, So Love, which is S-O-W hyphen love dot org. We'll take a quick break, come back. We're going to talk uh, from Grove City College in just a little bit about f- sportsmanship and faith in athletics. Grove City College. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.